and a warm welcome to Living Fabulously with Bev. The mission for the show is to get to the heart of well-being through inspirational stories of everyday people, expert insights from a number of health and lifestyle-related disciplines, and exploration of topics that underpin well-being. If you want to take control of your well-being and put yourself front and center in your life, then this is the podcast for you. I want you to feel calm, nurtured and inspired so you can enjoy your life and your success. If you have not yet done so, please subscribe, rate and review on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you know someone else that would get value from the show as well, please share it with them. Join me on this journey and let's live the fab life together. Today, I'm so thrilled to introduce my guest, Becky Howell. She's an author, a therapist, and a holistic success coach. Welcome to you, Becky. Hi, Bevan. Thanks so much for having me. It's been um, just really neat to prepare for this. Well, great. It's so good to have you here with me today. So let's kick off with you telling me a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do. Well, um, in a nutshell, I grew up in the middle of the Midwest, which is also known as the middle of nowhere. I escaped all of half a day away um, and attended university through a naval scholarship. And, you know, as a little funny aside, I didn't realize I had a problem with authority until about three minutes into boot camp. (laughs) So that turned out really well for me. So then it was actually in grad school that I lost my health. And since then, I've been on this healing journey. And about 10 Years ago, I I realized that I needed to share what I was learning and what I had been through so that other people could benefit from that. And I started my brick and mortar called Essential Healing, and I've been writing and coaching and consulting and facilitating retreats uh, ever since. Oh, that's wonderful. It's just always great where we take what we've learned and experienced and pass it on. Mm-hmm. We well, have to find purpose, right? Mm, exactly. And so tell me a bit about your well-being journey. Describe that for me. I came down with what we now know as fibromyalgia, but back then no one really knew what it was, right? It was just, oh, it's in your mind and it's a woman's problem and you know, you're hysterical. But it actually started with uh, chronic lung lesions uh, and developed from there. Uh, as histoplasmosis. And then my body just gave up and it developed into full-blown chemical sensitivity, dust sensitivity, and fibromyalgia. So it was just my husband and I. There was no one that we could find that would help. There was no one that would believe me. There was, it was just nothing. It it was a really crap time. (laughs) And then eventually I realized that there was still too much to do and I wasn't going to go down that way. So I started learning alternative and natural methods to find my way back to health. And so I'd pick up one thing and, and learn it and apply it and get a little better. And, and I just kept doing it and just kept picking up sticks or tools and putting them into my belt. Um, and eventually I remember looking around one day and realizing that I had been working at essential healing for 80 hour weeks and seeing, you know, 20 to 30 clients a week and running another business on the side. And, you know, that, that wouldn't have been possible. I mean, not even close to possible before. That's really challenging for you. So 
I'm wanting to know then, how did you manage your attitude and mindset at the, you know, through that journey? Attitude and mindset is just, it, it's totally key. And I think we're actually doing ourselves a disservice because mindset has become a cliche now. You know, it's mindset, mindset, mindset. And so we tend to downgrade the importance that we give that. And that is actually a problem for us uh, coming through some health issues. Mindset and happiness are the key to leveraging the energy that you have to get better. And if you don't have those as your impetus, then you're not, you can't get there. You know, those things are, are, are the things that will carry you through to carry you to start to get better and to find your health. And you can't do it with a negative mindset and you can't do it with no hope and you can't do it without being happy about something. Yeah, these these things are crucial. And so what are some of the things that you did that actually kept your mind focused on the positive and, and bringing that state of happiness? You know, do as I say and not as I do, right? So I would say that uh, for a really long time, I wallowed in depression and self-pity and anger and blaming and guilt and shame. And... I didn't want that for anyone else. And it was realizing how low I was that I thought, well, this really sucks. <laughs> and I don't want anybody else to be down here. And okay, you know, I'm, I'm ready to climb out of that. And how do you do it? And it's just you focus on the next step. What's the next step? How do I feel a little better? What's the next step? And you just literally climb out of it. And that's what I wanted people to understand is that that is totally possible. I completely concur with what you're saying is it sounds like you needed to take back your personal power because you didn't find solutions in the mainstream medical world. So you took back your personal power and you took action day by day, baby step at a time. And so I'm thinking, are there some skills that you developed? What are the lessons that you learned to improve your well-being over that time? Well, you can say broadly, uh, patience and a sense of humor. <laughs> Being able to be honest with where you're at in your process. The spoon analogy, you know, is pretty common now. But um, working with that and working with the number of spoons that you have and not punishing yourself that you don't have more spoons to give. There's been a few authors that have had uh, versions of this story out. One of my favorites is Robin McKinley. So when you have fibromyalgia or Lyme's disease or chronic fatigue or, you know, some of these guys, every morning you wake up and you have a set number of spoons. So you decide how you want to spend those spoons during your day. And so you can like hoard some back for the next day if you know you need it. Uh, some days an activity will cost more spoons than it would on other days. And so the reason why spoons was this analogy was the story was this lady was trying to tell her friend why she couldn't just go out and do stuff whenever. So she literally was in the restaurant and grabbed spoons off all these place settings and gave her a bouquet of spoons and said, that's it. Now, how do you want to spend them? And she walked her through. You know, getting up, taking a shower, brushing your teeth, getting dressed. Today, that's going to cost you one spoon. You've got five left. What do you do? And, and so that's become like a, part of the fibromyalgia 
consciousness in America at the moment. That's actually a really great thing to explain to somebody who doesn't understand what you're going through. Yeah, it's really made a difference as far as awareness. And um, it's a, a way to give somebody a shorthand to understand what you can do and what you can't do that day. And for people who maybe don't understand what fibromyalgia is, can you just give us an overview of what a typical day would feel like at your worst day? Well, that's a short story. At my worst day, I have usually spent the night on the couch because I can't sleep. And being in any one position is too, becomes just excruciating. So I'm up uh, on the couch with my kitty cat. I really don't feel like reading. So by 7 a.m., I'm exhausted. So I stay on the couch the rest of the day. People respond to fibromyalgia different. In my book that's on Amazon that I published a long time ago, I'm pretty flippant about it. So I say that fibromyalgia is the cocktail if you want to experience a bunch of things at once. So for me, that's migraines and muscle pain and um, GI issues and reproductive issues and sinus pain and uh, chemical sensitivity, dust sensitivity, you know, just kind of, oh, breathing issues, coughing. <laughs> so it's, it's an umbrella term basically for a constellation of health issues. Right. You know, obviously things have moved a lot further forward for you since those days, mm -hmm. which is wonderful. I'm so happy for you. And so what have you realized about the priorities in your life at this time? It is interesting that your purpose doesn't change. Your life purpose doesn't. But how you manifest that, how you show that does change. And so at one point, my purpose is to help humans and horses by uniting mind, body, and spirit was very simple. And I just did some self-help writing and did some articles. And that was really all that I could manage. Now I, my scope has really exploded. So my priority at this point is I feel that all light workers are being called to step up around the world. You know, this is one of those times, fortunately or unfortunately, where a real difference can be made. And I feel that push to become more vocal and visible. And this isn't something I'm really comfortable with innately, but this voice is finally telling me to get off the couch. And, and now is the time to be bolder and be willing to help more people. So at, my, at this time, my priority is to be more vocal and help spread the message that mindset and happiness and understanding yourself and baby steps is is the difference between being in a pit of despair and living a fabulous life okay and that leads me into you telling me about your fabulous new book oh <laughs> yes my new book is called um my happiness book and the ebook came out sometime in February, and then we obviously have the printed version out now. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited about the printed version because it is fully illustrated by this amazing lady I met uh, who's from Ireland, and I love it. And so tell me what the book is about and who's it for. So the book is about happiness. Um, most people actually don't know what happiness is made up of 
or they don't know how to access it or bring more of it into their lives. They don't know how to think about it mentally. They don't know how to experience it emotionally. So this book is the first step on that process of understanding it so you can have more of it. And it is written for mostly women is what I'm hoping to reach out to 22 to 99 years old. (laughs) Great. 22. That's a very specific number. (laughs) Um, So Becky, if, if this book is about happiness, what would you say to the listeners then of how they can access happiness in their own lives? One of the ways that people relate to happiness is called a hedonistic view, which means uh, you do small things that you find pleasure in and those things make you happy. So it's only one of the ways that you can be happy, but it is a useful tool to start with when people are kind of really down in the dumps. So it's taking small pleasures, but then elevating them. You know, don't just down a cup of tea if that's one of the things that brings you pleasure. Sit with it, meditate with it, enjoy it fully. Um, there was an expression by Coco Chanel that I just love, and she said, enjoy your pleasure so much that it's indecent. <laughs> that's great. And I loved it. Um, and most of the time in this, in this life, we don't, we don't give ourselves the time to do that. No, we don't. So let's just talk a little bit about that then. So how, if we're busy, how do we make time for things like that then? So my poor husband is usually a guinea pig for these things. So for about a week, I was following him around and constantly seeing how he was spending his time. And he is a very busy guy with a very busy job. And yet even he was uh, wasting time. So if we were honest about how often we're on Facebook or watching commercials or watching TV that, frankly, we don't remember two days later anyway, or coming up with busy work, or there's just so many pockets of time that we actually have, and we just need to reclaim those. Yes, I agree. Could you tell me then, what are some of your tips for living fabulously? So going back into... Um, anyone with health concerns, one of the most important things that I want to share is not to stop in your search. Be your own advocate. And don't let what a doctor might think about you get in the way of finding help. My health was delayed because I kept listening to people tell me that there was nothing wrong. And you can't do that. You have to be your own strong advocate. And then understand yourself. What is your personality type? What is your character? Use this to understand and raise your happiness, mindset, determination, and find reason in your situation. Lastly, I wanted to bring up, use this understanding of how the mind works to become objective in your health situation. Because no one will have all the insider info you do about your body. And if you can reach a point that allows you to leverage your info and match that with a medical plan, you will find your healing much faster. Typically, we are so overwhelmed and emotion, emotional and sleep-deprived and angry, we can't even express how we're feeling. So what I want people to do is be able to center, get a little happier, get a little bit more objective, and use their minds to help 
themselves find their health. That's beautiful. Thank you. You can find Becky Hell at her website. It's Becky, B-E-C-K-Y, Hell, H-O-W-E-L-L.com. And also on Facebook, Becky Hell Holistic Success Coach. Becky, thank you so much for sharing your journey to well-being and really inspiring us to discover for ourselves what's the next step, you know, that small next step that we need to take. And I love in your Living Fabulously tips that you talk about being your own advocate. It's so easy to give up your personal power to others in your life, especially when you're ill. You consider your doctors as somebody above your own understanding and wisdom. Mm -hmm. But also you mentioned understanding yourself in order to raise your own happiness. And I really love that idea that you gave about take small things that you find pleasure in and turn them into things that you can amplify to um, give you more happiness. And then you mentioned using your body's wisdom supported by a medical plan. You know, a medical plan could be a formal traditional medical plan or could consider a number of alternative modalities. So that's really, really fabulous. So thank you so much for your time today. No problem. And thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening. And I would love to know what you enjoyed most about this episode. You can connect with me on Facebook by searching for Living Fabulously with Bev or feel welcome to leave a message or comment on my website. You can get the links and any references from this episode in the show notes at my website, www.livingfabulously.com forward slash podcasts. Do you have a friend who you think deserves to live fabulously? Spread the love around by sharing the podcast with them right now. Until next time, be sure to live the fab life. The information shared here and in our programs and webinars should not be seen as medical advice and is not meant to take the place of seeing licensed health professionals.